I just wanted to start things off by apologizing for the lack of episodes. I know in episode one, I said I had a lot of things planned. I planned on uploading quite a few episodes very quickly. But, you know, I got really sick and... I was coughing, sneezing, could barely talk, stuff like that. I don't know if you guys noticed, but podcasting involves a lot of talking. So I just kind of waited, held off until I felt better, felt like I could actually sit down, record an episode without coughing, sneezing, sniffling, stuff like that. (laughs) And so I waited, what, two months before? I was able to upload again, but here we are, so let's let's get into it. Hi, I'm Jared, and this is the Social Kick Podcast, where we will talk about anything and everything swimming. We'll talk about Olympic, international, collegiate, and high school swimming. Let's get started. But first, Dan Hicks and Rowdy Gaines. veteran chase him down and pull off a shocker here well there's no depth that he's tightening up bernard is losing to crowd here comes lezak unbelievable at the end he's done it the u.s has done it he did it yeah, he, did it. he did it phelps's hopes alive <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to the social kick podcast i'm jared And on today's episode, I'm joined by another special guest. But before we get into that conversation, I wanted to talk about some news. And there's a lot going on right now. I'm sure, as many of you may know, college swimming has officially started. It is dual meet season, invite season, soon to be mid-season taper meet season. We're already nearing that point we have a month or so before those begin uh so first i just wanted to kind of highlight some of the top swims for the month which is basically the entire season because we just started really at the beginning of this month so on the men's side some of the top swims so far uh we have victor johansson I'm probably saying his name wrong because he is from Sweden, um, but that's what I'm going with. He's a freshman from University of Southern California, USC, and he recently went uh, 417 in the 500. Uh, That is the top time in the country as of right now. And then also on our list, he's number one and number three, his other swim he went 8.57 in the 1,000, which is also the top time in that event as well. Rounding out the men's, we got Karsten Vissering, who is also from USC. He went 51.82 in the 100 breast, and that is also the top time in the country so far in that event as well. On to the women's side, we have Mallory Comerford, senior from Louisville. She went 142.19 in the 200 free. That is the top time in the country. And then we have Grace Oglesby, a junior from Louisville. She went 153.19 in the 200 fly, which is 
Again, same as all the rest of them, the top time in the country so far. And rounding out the women's side, we have Maggie McNeil, a freshman from Michigan. She broke the Michigan school record and their pool record in the 100 fly with a time of 51.49, which, like all the rest I've gone over, that is the top time in the country as of right now. So, on to the top 25. I'm just kind of going to highlight the top 10 at least for right now. So, the men's side, top 25 starting at number 1, we have Cal, Indiana, Florida, NC State, Texas, Michigan, Stanford, USC, Georgia, and Ohio State. Now, some things that I see that I find interesting are... Texas fell from number one down to number five. And then we have Ohio State, who was previously ranked 16th, made the jump up to 10th. And Florida made the jump from 8th to 3rd. So a lot of moving going on as of right now within these ranks. And then we'll go to the women's side, the top 10, starting with number one. We have Texas, Stanford, Michigan, NC State, California, Texas A&M, Virginia, Louisville, Indiana, and Florida. Now, same thing, a couple interesting things. NC State, they were previously ranked 11th, made the jump to 4th, and Florida was previously ranked 19th and made the jump the jump to 10th. So, same with the men's, there's a lot of moving going on now that the season's getting underway and we're getting into more intense dual meets. And so I wanted to highlight some upcoming meets that we have for this weekend. And so we got four meets for you to keep your eye on. And first, we got a top 25 matchup between ASU and USC. I have picked USC to sweep both the men's and women's side, taking a decent victory over ASU. And then Second meet we got is another top 25 matchup between Texas and Texas A&M. Now this one is going to be a very interesting meet because Texas's men's team, they are 5th and Texas A&M is 12th. And then on the women's side, Texas is number 1 and A&M is number 6. So we got basically a top 15 matchup on both sides. I've really been looking at this, like looking how both of the teams have been doing so far and like what to expect. And despite Texas women being ranked number one and Texas's men being ranked five versus A&M's 12, I think this meet is going to go down probably to the last event. It's going to be neck and neck the entire time. And I'm going to call it right now. Texas A&M is going into Austin and they're going to pull off the upset over the Longhorns. That that women's squad's going to fall from number one, and then I would very likely see Texas A&M making a jump into that top 10. They were top 10 last week and fell to number, number 12, but with a win over Texas, I could easily see them jumping up to like eight or nine in the nation. So moving on to the next one, we got a little rivalry special. We got Florida versus Florida State. And again, it's another top 25 matchup on both sides. I'm just going to call Florida. Like, looking at it, like, Florida State's good, but they just don't really have the same depth as Florida does. And 
Florida State's 21 on the men's side, and Florida's 3. Then on the women's side, Florida's 10. Florida State, they're 21. Like, Florida State's a good team, don't get me wrong, but I have no doubt in my mind that Florida doesn't come out with a win. All right, next one, we got another top 25 matchup, Louisville versus Virginia. Um, I'm calling Louisville's women's team is going to win easy. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep every race. Like, Louisville has this one in the bag, in my opinion. But I think the Louisville-Virginia men's side of the meet is going to be extremely close. I'm talking like one point differential coming down to the last relay. But I am going to call Louisville coming out on top, winning, like I said, by one or two points. Okay, so now we got some upcoming meets. I'm just going to do some rapid fire and just going to go over who it's between and who I think is going to win. So I will highlight some things on a couple of these meets, but other than that, it's just going to be who's it between and who I think will win. So first off, we got Oakland at University of Illinois, Chicago. I'm calling Oakland. New Hampshire at Dartmouth. I'm calling Dartmouth. Rhode Island at LaSalle. This meet is going to be close and it might come down to the last relay, but I'm going to call Rhode Island on this one. And then we got Boston College at Miami. I'm calling the Miami sweep. It's going to be an easy win for Miami. We got Providence at Iona. Calling Iona. Bowling Green at Xavier. Xavier's going to get that dub easy there too. And then we got Pepperdine versus Cal State Bakersfield. Calling Cal State Bakersfield. And then we got Gardner Webb at UNC Asheville. Gardner Webb should win that one pretty easily as well. We got Cal State East Bay versus UC Davis, and UC Davis is sweeping that. Cal State East Bay, I'm sorry, but you're not winning a single event at that meet. Then we got Eastern Illinois at Ball State. Sorry to the Jaguars, but I'm going with Ball State. I have to root against Eastern Illinois in this one, seeing as my my team was Western Illinois. You got to root against your rivals. So Ball State, I'm praying on you guys coming out with the win. Now we got Yale and Brown. I'm calling Brown. Arizona and UCLA, top 25, Arizona coming out with the win. So next we got Omaha at Western Illinois, my former team, Western Illinois. So Western Illinois, like sorry to my Leathernecks, but... I'm going to have to go with Omaha on this one. Like, it feels really bad saying that, seeing as it's my former team. I'm friends with everybody on this one team, but I got to call Omaha. But, like, please, by all means, to my old teammates, please prove me wrong and come out with a victory against Omaha. It's at our home pool, so you've got the home, home advantage. So please pull out the win. But I got to call Omaha. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Next, we have Northern Arizona at Washington State. I'm calling Washington State. Utah at UNLV. Utah, they're sweeping it on the men's side. I got to go with Utah. We got Oakland at Green Bay. And Oakland's coming off a meet against Chicago the day before. So second meet of a back-to-back. And I'm calling Oakland coming out with their second victory of the weekend. We got... Villanova at Georgetown, calling Villanova again. Providence at Fairfield, and I kind of looked into this one, and it seems like a lot of people think Providence is going to win, 
but I'm actually going to call the Fairfield upset on this one. Last meet I wanted to talk about, we got Towson versus Seton Hall, and Towson's sweeping everything. Men's, women's side, they're sweeping it all. Towson's going to come out with an easy victory against Seton Hall. I also wanted to give a shout out to my current school, the University of Kansas, the Jayhawks. They won their dual meet against TCU this past weekend with an easy victory, 206.5 to 92.5. They swept every swimming race. TCU's only wins came in the two diving events. And my Jayhawks, they go up to Nebraska this weekend, and I'm predicting a similar outcome to TCU. Jayhawks are going to go into Lincoln. They're going to take another victory on the road. All right, now let's get on to some international news. FINA has announced the host cities for the 2019 World Cup series. The format has yet to been released. They haven't discussed or finalized any of that, so we don't know the event lineups or which meets will be long course versus short course yet. So that's supposed to come out in like December or so, but they did release the cities earlier this week. So for the cities, we have cluster one in Asia. It'll start with Tokyo, then go to Beijing, then Singapore. And then for cluster two in Europe, we have Eindhoven. I don't think I'm saying that right in the Netherlands, but whatever. And then Budapest, cluster three is Kazan and Doha to round things out. And since we're on the topic of the World Cup, I just wanted to highlight the World Cup winnings so far. So we have Vlad Morozov leading all professional athletes so far with a haul of over $100,000 with a total of $113,900 on the first four stops of this tour. So he has won a bonus for winning a cluster. So the way that works is... If you are the first place finisher, like money-wise, which is because of your placing um, for a cluster. So like I said, the cluster one for the upcoming one is Asia, cluster two, Europe, cluster three. So if you win a cluster, you get a $50,000 bonus. And Vlad received a $50,000 bonus for winning cluster two, which is the reason he has such a hefty prize winnings of 113000 And then... On the women's side, Sarah, oh gosh, I never know how to pronounce her last name. Sarah Soystrom, short, ah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, I am not good at pronunciation, but she has earned a $30,000 bonus for finishing third in her cluster. She sits at $108,000 so far, which is 25K ahead of second place. And like I said, the earnings for all that is based on placing. And then you get bonuses with clusters. You also get bonuses with world records. And if you want to see the whole breakdown of everybody's like earnings so far, there's an article up on Swim Swam and it gives you a little more detail about it. And it also gives you the full list of everybody who's participated and how much money they've earned. So like it gives you all 101 men's athletes and all 72 women's athletes. So you can head over to Swim Swam and it'll kind of break everything down for you over there. I also wanted to round out the news section today by giving a quick shout out 
to one of my former teammates, Patrick Callen. Patrick is currently a freshman at the University of Michigan, and he is currently sitting with two top 10 times in the country right now for D1. He went 137 in the two free and 423 in the 500, placing him at, like I said, top 10 in both of those races. So shout out to Patrick and I'm actually going to link his social medias in the show notes. So if you wanted to give Patrick a follow on Instagram or Twitter, you can do that. And if you have any news you want me to talk about on the upcoming episodes, or if you want to share your swimming story with us, seeing as that's kind of the premise of the podcast, sharing people's stories. If you wanted to write in to us and give us your story, give us some piece of news that you want to hear about or let people know about, or if you're really feeling it, and you want to release your commitment, if you want to tell people where you're going to college, you can email the podcast or you can slide into our Instagram DMs. Our Instagram is Social Kick Podcast, so you can give us a follow there and slide into our DMs with whatever you want to tell us. Or like I said, you can email us. The email is socialkickpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll include that email in the show notes and everything like that. So email us. Slide into our Instagram DMs, do whatever you want to do, but if you email us, if you DM us, we'll get your story out, we'll talk about your news, we will do whatever it is you want us to talk about. So now, let's get into my conversation with our special guest. Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to the Social Cake Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a special guest. I'll let her introduce herself. Wow. Um, hi, guys. So this is Jenna. Uh, I am Jared's sister, actually, so a true MVP to the podcast. I'm sure I'll be on probably seven, seven episodes someday. You have a very so. historied swim career, so we probably could span this over seven, eight, ten episodes. This is true. This is true. If I had to, if I had to title my uh, entire swim career, which was strictly two years of high school, wait, not even. It was one single high school season of swimming. Um, I'd probably title it the best worst high school swimmer. <laughs> I would say. So. Have you done any podcasting before? Is this your first podcast episode ever that you're on? I'm actually, we have, I have some stuff uh, in the works. Nothing I can plug yet. Oh. So. Okay. We have some things in the work. Can't even shout them out yet. So on those later episodes, I will. So are you warmed up vocal exercises this morning or anything that you did? (laughs) Actually, um, (laughs) I just got back from a conference um, and this morning, which was a while ago, I warmed up with a haka, and I don't know if your listeners know what a haka is. I think a lot of people don't know what it is until they're reminded of what it is. Yeah, so let's give them a brief clip of what a haka is, and that that was my warm-up this morning for this podcast. So I'll preface it by saying this haka is by an LSU football player. Prior to a game, he performed this haka with his dad, like right after they got off the bus. So I'll just kind of let you guys listen to that right now. Oh, 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 
So, I assume then you don't need any extra vocal exercises right. after that this morning. Right. <laughs> I think that a lot of the listeners, um, so I'm a, I'm about five foot four blonde girl, so if you can imagine me trying to uh, do, perform a haka, it was, uh, it took a lot out of me, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, today we fall in the trend of the social kick podcast jenna is going to talk about her lengthy swim career tell us how she started swimming what it was like swimming and all that and uh before she does that i want to preface it by saying i started swimming in sixth grade as you guys might have heard on the previous episode or the episode after this haven't decided which order but i started swimming in sixth grade and our dad was a swimmer in high school college after college all that and jenna was jealous and wanted to join the family tradition False. So. Completely false. Jenna did not start swimming until a lot later in life than I did. So. Perfect. Perfect. I have a few key swim memories that I'm for sure going to talk about. Um, One of the first ones that goes far prior to high school was the real reason I was late to the legacy of swimming in our family. I... Um, I remember vividly <laughs> being forced to take swimming as a child, probably like, like kid, like I was a kid, like younger than eight years old, I would say. And the sole reason I didn't even last maybe a season of like kid swimming was because of swimming caps. <laughs> and our parents let us, our parents, man, loved us and let us be quitters, I guess, because softball same thing didn't want to wear the uniform let me quit that um swimming back then didn't want to wear a cap they let me quit because i i had so much potential and i know they saw it but they let me quit so had to wait till senior year of high school to pick it back up you're but. not wrong they did let us quit everything i literally did a season of like every sport right and quit it all after a season they let us try they everything <laughs> they let us know that that's important though like side note podcasts like parenting podcasts (laughs) let let your kids try whatever because then for you the right thing stuck was swimming through all the other stuff that you tried the only reason it stuck is because i hated to sweat (laughs) and you couldn't tell you're sweating when you're swimming (laughs) perfect and that's totally fine totally fine so you started swimming the summer prior to your senior year of high school and before that you were on the basketball team correct and track correct and cross country yeah and i was and you gave them all up for swimming uh senior year i still ran track and cross country uh, before and after swim season um same thing like i said best worst cross country (laughs) athlete best sort man because i tried in everything i did but i was extremely average at everything because i got to try everything and do everything 
but I didn't get to excel at anything. So, which I'm, I, you know, I'm pretty well-rounded, so it's really okay. But yes, yeah, so swimming started the summer before our senior year. So can I dive into my first, my first experiences and what I had to go through that summer? Sure. So, um, your practices for club, like summer, whatever stuff practicing, long course outside stuff at what five before six to eight thirty in the morning every morning cool so i had zero swimming experience so i had to do you re- so the way my club team worked at the time it was called swim tulsa and that was like the actual club level swimming so they had like the 10 and unders, 11, 12, 13 to 15, and then like the open age groups. Like they did all that. But then they had this separate like entity that was called Swim America. And it was a lesson system of 1 to 10. And you advance through the lesson systems. And then you once you do level 10, you kind of graduate. Under normal circumstances, you graduate by doing a swim meet. And then you join the lowest level, which is the white team. And uh, so the kids who are on my club team at the time, like I was on, it was called the gold team. That was the oldest people. A lot of the people on that team were swim instructors for Swim America. So people, my, I was a, I had just finished my freshman year going so I was going into my sophomore year of high school so it's people my age and up basically so sophomores juniors and seniors are teaching these lessons and so Jenna is a senior herself taking these lessons that are meant for kids that are like eight and below basically so So. I walk in and uh I walk into what I knew to be my first intro to, you know, swimming lessons, swimming practice, and I walk in, and it wasn't, it wasn't even where you were practicing, it was a completely different pool, and I walked in there, and my class or group that I was with was myself, a senior in high school, and four (laughs) six-year-olds. I honestly think that was it. (laughs) Well, so the way it works is they have separate lessons for summer and then regular. So when I did my lessons, it was during like the school year. So like I was in like big groups, whatever, and it was in the evenings and stuff. And so because it's different in the summer, they have a ton of different lessons times. And Jenna's, yours was in the morning with six-year-olds yes and didn't you say at one point it was like later in the summer it was literally just you and one other like six-year-old yeah no not even later in the summer like luckily I only had to do that for maybe two weeks but it was something like it was a weird rotation thing where like a couple of the kids were moving up and I was still in there getting started so I was getting passed by six and seven year olds and I was still just learning the strokes and so it was like me and another kid who didn't who was who hadn't passed yet is still learning but like I said luckily 
was only in there for two or three weeks just so I could get the strokes down. And then I, like, got tossed into y'all's practice at five or six, you said? Six. Six. Um, because and- the reason that happened is because, like I said, normally you go through levels one to ten and then you go to white team and you're on white team till you turn 13. And then once you turn 13, you go to blue team and you're there till uh, till your freshman year of high school. So you're there for like a year, year and a half. Sure. So you keep and saying under normal circumstances. Under normal circumstances, So this yeah. is perfect because I was obviously not no- – this is like, like someone – this is like a senior citizen who has a dying wish to be <laughs> a – I don't know, like what's a good like – youthful wish it was like i was a senior in high school who had these dreams to play a new sport like that's what it equated to it's like what do senior citizens like want to do i don't Uh, know skydive yeah sure so it's kind of like that like okay we have to create a fast track because she doesn't have much time left (laughs) and yeah so and because she's a senior in high school the way their thing works is like once you turn 15 or whatever, you have to be on gold team. <laughs> so you can advance through the other teams quicker based on age or not based on age, based on skill. So like if you're really good, you can just skip white team and go straight to blue team. But you cannot make the blue team to gold team jump until you turn a certain age, regardless, no matter what. And so because she was already a senior in high school, she had to skip white team and blue team and go straight to gold team. So she went from two weeks of lessons to thrown into the high school level swimming team. Gosh, that was the high school team, basically. And so at the time, me and one of my high school teammates carpooled every morning because I did not have a driver's license yet. And so the first day she had to come with us, uh, I remember you slept the entire car ride there. Of course. Which I don't blame you, but slept the entire car ride there because it was a 30-ish minute drive from our house. Slept the entire car ride there. We get there. And gold team is split into two, like, levels. One is high school kids who are, I don't know, I don't want to be mean, but the less skilled high school age swimmers and then, like, the elite swimmers. So it's, like, people with, like, sectionals cuts, nationals cuts, stuff like that. And so I was in, like, the elite group and she was in, like, the lower level group. And I remember... Because we had a 30-minute warm-up every day. It was 30 minutes to the T, always. Like, never 29, never 31. Literally, coach had it timed out to 30 minutes on the dot. We finished the 30-minute warm-up, and everybody gets out to stretch before we go into the main set. And I remember, Jenna, you climb out of the pool, and you thought we were done with practice. I thought we were done. <laughs> also, um, if they told me... Tell us what your warm-up set just was or your whole family will die. I had no idea anything he said, any of the numbers, any of the 
anything. I knew nothing of what it meant. I swam free for 30 minutes straight and thought that was practice. And I (laughs) I can't imagine how it was too because the pool we swam at, long course outdoors, was awful. It was a really crappy pool. But we, for some reason, our coach chose, instead of putting in lane ropes for all eight lanes we had the lane ropes we had the 10 lane ropes or whatever required for the eight lane pool he said no we're not doing that we're doing lane ropes every two lanes so there's two lanes with no lane rope in between them so like if you're swimming backstroke there's going to be part of that where you have no lane rope to like base yourself off whether or not you're going straight and it's outdoors so there's no line you can follow on the ceiling. So everybody's always going everywhere. And like I'm talking like high school age swimmers who've been swimming for some of us 10 plus years. And Jenna had been swimming for two weeks and got thrown sure. into that awful of an environment. Right. And if you're uh, if you were at my end of the pool, is that like a term? Like will swimmers relate to that? Like, like is that true? Because that was true in... That situation and like high school and everything, it's well, like. So she's meaning like. My like end lane of the eight, pool. Like lane eight <laughs> would be like elite level. And so she's meaning like lane one. So she's talking this. So like that's. For a lack re- of a better term, the slow, slow end, like the slow lane, basically. So that's a relatable term. I would assume to, so because it's like literally every team I've ever been on, it's like that. So And I am completely allowed to talk about that lane because that's the only lane I know. And I am so (laughs) fine with that. Also, talking about that, so yes, my first day, I thought the warm-up was the whole practice. I had no idea what the set was. I had no idea what numbers, times, anything on the whatever time, length, distance meant. So I just got in there, swam free for 30 minutes, got out, whatever, thought we were done. We were not done. Same thing happened again where I had no idea what I was being told. I swam free for two more hours straight. I wasn't making any of the times or anything, so I just had to keep going. And (laughs) our coach at one point, like, luckily he knew I was, like, moderately intelligent. He was like, it's fine. Like, he recognized that I had no idea what was going on, but that I would, like, probably maybe get it someday. She was like, it's fine, keep going. <laughs> and that was his advice for the day was, it's fine, just keep swimming free. I know you have no <laughs> idea what's going on, but that's all we can do for you now. Yeah, he recognized the situation of you being <laughs> one of the oldest people on the team. Because like I said, most of the time it is high school age swimmers. You'll have people who just graduated who are going to college swimming the summer after their senior year. And then some people come back from college over the summer. So Jenna's probably the fourth oldest person on the team. Like there's probably only a handful of people older than her on the team. So like he understood the situation of she's going into her senior year. She swam for two weeks, lessons for two weeks. <laughs> the longest she you probably ever swam was 30 minutes. And that's not even like nonstop swimming. I mean, in his position, like, what can he do? He sure. can't get mad at you. Sure. You've literally been swimming for two weeks and got thrown into this. Right. Because your circumstances weren't normal. Not at all. Not not at all normal. 
Okay, well, so fast forward to the end of summer. How was it compared to the beginning of summer? Was it better? Worse? Oh, for sure better. Did you? And do- I, you know what I really did was I embraced, I embraced that exact position of I was like, I was older. I was one of the oldest in the group. I embraced the humor in the situation. I started making jokes about being in class with the six year olds. I started letting all of you guys and everyone like make all fun those of you. yeah make like luckily I had you as my brother as like you to be like hey it's she's not weird she just <laughs> never swam before of like oh your sister seriously is swimming over there like what like what my because, senior year <laughs> sister your too. older sister my older sister yeah right exactly so luckily like honestly luckily having you and do i i don't know if names but who we rode with like luckily having i mean his name's that you can say his name yeah his name's adam he was on like i said he was on my high school team he was in jenna's grade <laughs> on our high school team right. and he had been swimming since freshman or maybe even earlier than that year so it was his going into his third season so he like like i said he had the skill to be in like the elite group but sure it was to the point where, like, it was still the same thing. Like, he could poke fun at Jenna, but at, when it came down to it, like, he knew. Because it was, like, we carpooled, at, carpooled every day. So it was, like, he knew, like, the whole gravity of the situation and that. Right. You can make fun of her all you want, but it's, like. Right. Literally, she's swam for two weeks. And yeah. is, like I said, probably the fourth oldest person on the team. Yeah. Like, I was trying to count just now in my head. I really can only think of four people that, or three oh, yeah. people that were older than you on the team yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I just embraced it because it was like, in, it, okay, here's the environment. It was like, in in the pool, I was this, like, what is she doing? What is going on, chick? And then when I got out, it was like, oh, like, she's actually a real, like, senior in high school. Like, we can <laughs> actually be friends and just make fun of her. But then it was like, anything in the pool, it was like, okay it's okay at least she's cool outside the pool because i seriously like even throughout summer by the time by the end of the summer like you asked i it was i i know that everything still is probably pretty laughable which you know i i'm sure i inspired someone (laughs) like i'm sure some young kid in there was like wow like i can like someday if i want to do something i still can so i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to that maybe it's true maybe it's not i don't know did you swim a single meet that summer? Dear Lord, no. Okay, I didn't think not, you did. Not a chance. I didn't think you did. No. Because, I mean, I assumed you wouldn't have swam the meets I did, like the travel meets and stuff to Kansas and Arkansas and stuff, but I didn't know if you swam a Oklahoma City meet or even a Jinx meet or anything. No. Okay. Luckily, uh, they did not... Uh, push my potential well that was like me and track they didn't make me do a meet or anything they were like he can show up and practice every day exactly we we don't even want him representing our school yeah but he can sure as heck practice every day oh yeah so Uh, yes and that i have no baggage i have no mental ptsd damage from not being allowed to (laughs) participate in meets honestly So, fast forward to the start of school. Um, 
The season before that, it ended. So my freshman season, it ended with our coach quitting because she wanted to be the full-time track and cross-country coach for the women's team because she was a runner. She was not really a swimmer. She'd done a couple triathletes, and that was it. She didn't really know much about swimming. So she quit to go do what she actually knew how to coach and do a track and field and cross-country. And, like, the last few days of school my freshman year, the swim team all gets called to have, like, this meeting. And what it was was a football coach had decided to take the swimming position. And he said he didn't want to see the program die just because they couldn't find a coach, so he decided to take it, and we would be practicing in his backyard pool. So Mm -hmm. that, going into the summer, that was where our swim team was left at. Which Um, which was extremely disappointing. So there's, um, there's multiple reasons why I joined my senior year, but... There, the the entire majority of the team going into our senior year were seniors or my grade. So that was a big factor in me joining and a big factor in the disappointment because there's a lot of potential for the team to do actually maybe kind of decent with all of them still there plus you there. So on like the men's side, there was six guys my sophomore year. Five of them were... There was actually probably more than six because we had some freshmen. But five of them were seniors. We had no juniors, and then it was me as a sophomore. And then I think we had two or three freshman guys. But so five senior guys. How many senior girls? Four? Five? Um, yeah. I. Whatever. So, like, we had a 10-plus senior class that year which was like that was huge for our swim team because your class was 10 plus probably class under you was two Mm -hmm. my class was um four and one of the girls like barely swam anyways because of track and cross country right so 10 was huge and yeah going into the season we all thought it was going to be awful with a football coach as our swim coach and swimming in his literal backyard pool above ground circular pool yeah like that was the plan and we knew like that's all we knew going into the summer so like all we could do was swim for the summer and hope something happened And I had talked to uh, our dad about it, about if that happens, I would have quit the high school team and just done club for that year or however long it took them to find an actual coach. But I don't know what you were going to do because I don't know if you would have done club that year, just not done high school swimming. Yeah, I think that I just knew that there's no way they – would have let us swim in his backyard. I think that... That, that has to break some sort of rules, No, right? I think... Yeah, I think that was him just... You know, he wanted funny. to be... 
yeah, being funny, but also, like, he was going to be the hero, and he's like, oh, I need to save the program. If anything, instead of letting the program die, we'll swim in my backyard, like, type. He was 60 years old also, by the way. He also lived a block from us. <laughs> so we would have walked to practice. <laughs> we could have walked to practice. <laughs> no, I think I just had, but yeah, I think I just had, like, um, like, maybe optimism or, like, realism, where I was like, I don't think that that'll be the case and if so oh, oh well a very short-lived swimming career would have happened <laughs> but well so so then we swim all summer whatever and we go into the school year and like the first day of classes we had found out like not even a week before school started that they had found a different coach and we like nobody knew anything about him at all and so the first day of classes we get a message to like everybody on the team saying like meet in this classroom because it was his classroom. So like that was the we go in the first day during sixth period, which at our school, if you were on a sports team, your sixth period was athletics mm -hmm. and you would go to practice. And then during your off season, um, you like uh, certain teams to do certain things. And like for us, because we didn't have a pool in our town. And we had to drive 25 minutes to a neighboring town to swim every day. We could not swim during the off season. So we would just sit in his classroom during sixth period and do nothing unless you're in another sport. And so, like I said, first day of classes, we all show up and we get to meet our new coach. Right. And so... I just had an idea, and maybe this is, I don't know, but um, I think the perfect person for you to have an episode and to dive in more of this with, I don't know who you're thinking of, but one guest that I think you should have is Brian. Oh, I, got, Shout I thought out. you were going to say our coach. Oh. Oh, God. No, 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 no. But um, Brian, we're going to... We're going to uh, make sure you give this podcast a listen, and then you're going to be one of Jared's soon-to-be-had soon guests to talk about solely our coach senior year, I think. I will. Because that'll be a very long episode in and of itself, honestly. I will plug Brian <laughs> real quick. His Instagram, if anybody is actually interested, <laughs> it is btbush25. So that is the letter B, the letter T, Bush, B-U-S-H-25. Yes, so at wanna... B-T Bush 25. Um, shout out to him and Caitlin. But yes, Brian, we are going to get you um, on the Social Kick podcast ASAP to talk about a very hot subject in all of our lives, I think, still to this day. So yes. stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, so, Yeah. High school. So I, at the beginning of the year, I was in cross country, so I really don't know how the beginning of the year went with him. But I mean, I can talk about that a with, different day with Brian, with Brian or by myself. I could probably make my own really long podcast about our coach for sure. Your senior year. So which is very interesting. So then when I switched over to swimming and it was that meant it was moving straight into swim season um oddly enough so like we said there was a large number of seniors on the team 
everyone had swam except me if as far as seniors go but you know i was i was i worked hard i had a very hard work ethic and just natural leadership and i can relate to difficult people so i related to our coach and like i said i was the best worst high school swimmer somehow he appointed me barely the position of quote unquote i'm doing your quotes right now team captain well so hold on before we get into that so like we said earlier jenna got thrown into like club team practices after two weeks of training so then she goes to cross country takes multiple months off of swimming doesn't swim and just runs every day and I'm sure as everyone who has ever swam knows the saying, uh, like if you take one day off, it takes two days to get back to where you were with swimming. So she took, she swam for three months and then took three months off. <laughs> so she was basically negative three months <laughs> into her swim career. And because of her doing cross country season, she missed the entire off season we had of swimming where we were swimming prior to like our first meet and stuff, where it was like all the easy practices, letting everyone get back into shape. She missed all those because of cross country and came into swimming once we were like getting into the season. So we were into like harder practices before she even joined the team. So she had to go through this second time of just getting thrown in to these hard practices with practically no experience all right so i was immediately on the far 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 end of the pool this is actually so it's funny so like jared said we had to um every day for after fifth hour we would go get on the bus and we would bus what do you say 25 minutes 20 25 yeah out to um another town just to swim so we'd get there and this pool was like a rec center pool even at that it wasn't even anything special and the, it was a nice pool though um i won't i'll let others comment on that <laughs> and so um uh there was enough lanes for everyone i think but sometimes anyway so i got even pushed over to what was known as the handicap lane so the pool is six lanes, but the sixth lane rope was never in. So it was really only five lanes, but before lane one, so like lane one's on the end, there's another lane outside of lane one. And she called it the handicap mm -hmm. lane because it has the stairs to walk into the pool with the guardrails. And it's where the seat, like the, L, I don't know what you call it, uh, elevator seat thing that yeah. lowers into the water. Both of those are in that lane. And there are, there's no tees. There's no tees on the wall or on the bottom. She has no center line, nothing. And these, t like these stairs that lead into the water take up over half the lane. So <laughs> yeah, it's so, basically her swimming in half a lane with no tees on the bottom or so anything. So that was yeah. So like Jared said, that was kind of to get back a little bit towards like slightly functioning. Like during practice was 
I spent a lot of my time just down there in the handicap lane um, where, what did they used to say on, do you remember that show, Whose Line Is It Anyways? It was like, the points don't matter. It was like, my sets didn't matter. It was like, <laughs> get in there, like, okay, sure, I'll humor you with a, like, set, but it would be astronomically, like, easy, and I still... Well, he, at, like, at that point, our swim team was so, like, leveled, I want to say, and it was, like, not trying to be that guy, but it was me and one other guy at the top. Right. Then there was a pretty hefty step down sure. to the next tier of guys. And then there was an even bigger step down to, like, some of the girls on the team. And then we had people on the team who were freshmen that year who were like Jenna was three months ago and had literally never even tried anything close to, like, freestyle. Like, had no idea how to do anything. So, like, he's, like, our coach, like, I'm giving him a lot of credit because he had to balance, like, me and this one guy had to do sets by ourselves. And then this next tier of athletes, a next tier of athletes. And then he had to teach people how to swim, like literally teaching them the strokes every day. And then like he True. juggled a lot. True. True. And another a segue off of that that is cool to think about now is that as high school students, we, you guys primarily, but whoever – had to do recruiting to keep the team alive. Like Me. the reason, yes, Me. the reason for your sake, because you knew that you were losing uh, 75% of the team was seniors and that you, the swim team would die after that. You had to recruit these kids who like you saw potential in and who had slight interest in swimming, who didn't know anything, but which was super, super cool. And you should do another episode. Wow. I'm just building your <laughs> list of potential episodes of building that team because we saw some, pr some pretty cool success come from some of those kids who like didn't have any background in it. Thinking about it now, just to well, so just a short little add on to that, uh, to your segue. Um, <laughs> With re the recruiting thing, it was literally like I would like he would take a few people from the team being like the team captains, me and then some of the other people on the team to go to like the eighth grade center or the seventh grade center or whatever, like people who are going to be in high school soon to talk to them about swimming. And like I said, he took the team captains for obvious reasons. And then he took me because I was like, again, not trying to be that dude, but I was the best person on the team. And he like needed me to convince these people to join the team. And so uh, we would go and just like these people would meet in the library after school one day and we would just talk to them about swimming. And I had like I had probably 15 minutes to try and convince people who had little to no interest in swimming to try and join the swim team. And you have these colleges who get these hundreds of dollar recruiting trips to bring kids out to their campus for weekends and you take them to basketball games, you take them to football games, like all this. 
I had 15 minutes. In a library. In a library. School. After school. So these kids are trying to go home. Right. Like, they're not even, like, getting out of class for this meeting. Mm-hmm. So I have 15 minutes to try and convince these kids to join the team. And what you're saying about some of the success. One of the kids who joined the team only joined because he thought we had a diving team. He wanted to be a diver. Didn't even want to be a swimmer. Showed up the first week of practice, realized he wasn't going to be a diver, but he was like, screw it. I'll just swim anyways. And that kid went on to be Oklahoma State record holder and is swimming in college now. Yeah. So that's an entire episode. Like, yeah, is the definitely. success behind that and what you did? You probably haven't I should thought just about have that. him. Oh, yeah. I should have Aaron be on my podcast. Have you thought about that in a while? Probably not. How I How y- am, like, yeah. the sole determinant <laughs> of the success of the Owasso <laughs> High School team. Right. I, I mean, I really didn't think about it because at the time I was, like, obviously I went and did the meetings that I, like, didn't care Yeah. on who joined the team because I was like, I'm still going to do my thing. Like, right. I don't care because I was like, even my junior year after those kids left, like, it was, like, I didn't even want to swim relays because our relays sucked anyways because we really didn't have any guys. So it was, like, I, like like I said, like, I didn't care. But, like, when it came down to it, I really I feel like I did care. Sure. But it was, like, at the time I didn't because it was, like, I just want to do my own thing and sure. swim and yeah. get better. See, I think you need to, I think you need to dive into that for an episode. Okay, maybe dive I dive into it. That wasn't even dive a, into that wasn't it. even intentional. <laughs> wasn't even an intentional pun, but you should with with your wanted to be diver turned collegiate swimmer. I should because he goes to school like two hours away from me. Yeah, it's probably more than that. But dang, that's a good episode. Okay, back to you. Wow. Back to you. Not talking about other people on our team. Uh, tell me about your first meet. Do you remember your first meet? Oh, 100%. Well, what was, was it? it? I think it was the Union Invitation. I don't know what it's called, but... Because that year... I absolutely... No, I absolutely actually know that that's what it was because I was swimming the 200 really? free Union. and... I was in... I, I know we did because we didn't get invited to the preseason invite. I know that because you had to place top eight and we sucked. Um, but was it really? Was that the meet where the where the bus broke down, or was that no? The that was later in the season. Year? Yeah, that was later. Not that. No, we had one where the bus broke down and we were all so excited. Uh, well, I was excited to potentially not have to swim the meet. Oh but, no, uh, the bus broke. Okay, yeah, that was a different meet. Okay, anyway. Union Invitational. Sure. So, meters, meter pool. 200 meters was my... So, where does the 200 meter fall in, like, the high lineup. school? Yeah. There's, Pretty... there's a relay and then the two free. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. Right? My first meet ever. I think that's what it is. Relay. And, and that's what I'm swimming. Regardless. So, I... Like, I... We've kind of talked like I was, like, 
we've kind of, the way we've talked throughout this podcast is that I still didn't know what I was doing, but I, like, I worked hard, and I obviously was able to go swim at a meet. Like, I wasn't... It wasn't like in, she had only swam for two two weeks and right. literally didn't even know how to do a flip turn or anything. Like, yeah. she knew what she was doing. It was just, like... I was slow. She wasn't going to be fast. Sure. So... Which is fine. So, I... Yeah, my first race ever, first 200 free, I get in there um, probably halfway through, and so my one to probably my second or third turn i so at the 50 or the 75 probably no so at the no like after halfway so what so, would like, that... so your fourth or fifth turn. sure okay yeah so fourth fifth turn i completely black out and like <laughs> i i, I thought i was actually going to die i think i i told dad this I for sure told dad this because I was swimming so hard and I never swam in a meet before. I was swimming so hard. My One of my last few turns, I completely black out and I just keep going. And I finished not knowing if I was even done. I didn't even know if I was at like, I, I was hoping I was done. I touch and I look and I was like, I like I just thought I was going to die. I actually did. Do you know, do you know where you went? Please, I do not know. Are you able to look that I up? I don't think so, because I don't think you ever did club. And, like, this is for club, so I don't think you'll actually have times on here. Right, I don't... Oh, no. I'm in there. He's pulling... No times. Oh, thank goodness. So, be... she has the profile on here, because she was a registered member of our club team. But because she did not swim a meet, right? She doesn't have any. Tires. So I remember because I wi- hold on. I wish we had Dad's iPad, because my our dad, our dad, our dad had oh. this app that was like some swimming app, and you could input every race, every time, everything, and he did it, and it would track like your percentage of time added, <laughs> your percentage of time dropped. Like it would calculate all that. And he did it for every single race I swam from sixth grade until senior year of high school. I don't know if he did it when I was in college. But for every race he did that. And he did it for every race of you too. Mm -hmm. And I wish we had that. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. No, I do because that was the first race, like I said, swam hard enough to where I thought I was going to die so then our next meet or one of our next few meets it was actually or whenever it was i don't know but it was our meet um that we hosted the owasso yeah the owasso invitational that wasn't in owasso yeah of course and so i i'm doing the two free again and i get to so what is that well wait what was that free or meters please don't look you're looking he's looking stuff up what what are you ta- oh our our meet was yards 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 25 yard pool so i'm at the 150 thought i had thought i was done jared oh I remember and so do you remember this so i get to 150 and i think i'm done but then i wasn't so sh- okay so i no, I hit 150, but I turn, and then I, I like, 
have in my brain for like a split second I was like wait was that it and I'm still going like an idiot and I wasn't so I like stopped mess up my stroke like to figure it out for a split second and then have to finish that out and was so upset because (laughs) yeah I just remember like getting out and being so upset not that it even mattered I wasn't it only mattered for me personally but that was a super embarrassing moment well I think it's funny that you talk about that because my first ever real swim meet uh so like I said when you go through the levels you graduate with a swim meet so I'm not saying that counts but my first ever real swim meet I swam the 200 meter free and stopped at the 150 and took my goggles off i was like i'm done and my coach came over and was like are you okay like (laughs) why'd you stop like are you okay i was like yeah i'm fine like why'd you stop i was like what And like you're not done so i have to put my goggles back on and swim the other 50 after stopping for like a solid minute they were like you're not done you still have to finish and they made me go back swim that extra 50 wow so i'm glad we have that in common that we did that together. Ugh. Both skipped a 50. Man. Hopefully by the time I'm 46 years old, I'll stop reliving that moment. <laughs> but. Well, that was also the meet that uh, we didn't get a finish because the pool closed. We didn't get a swim the last relay because the pool closed and they kicked us out. Wow. Because it was at a rec center, like we said, because we didn't have our own pool. And they had to kick us out. So they were like, okay, no last meet, or no last event, but we're going to tally the scores anyway. Wow. That was the meet where the men's team won the first ever swim trophy Yay. for the Owasso High School team. Wow. So that was fun. So... Fast forward um, to, let's say, December. No, not December. Mm. I don't remember when it was. It's probably like January or something when we had the Winter Sports Assembly. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Gosh. Yeah, so can this be something you and Brian dive into? You don't want to talk about this? What was this where I was called the team mom? Yeah. Oh, man. That's so... I actually haven't thought about that in a very long time. But that that must be why, because of my current job, I get so upset when I get called a mom. Mom. So... Wow. We have um, a... We have a team, or we have an all-school assembly just to, like, recognize all the winter sports. So, basketball, swimming, whatever other ones there are. I don't even know. And instead of recognizing, like, the whole swim team, what our coach did that year was he only recognized the captains of the team. And uh, Jenna was elected a captain. We didn't have any captain voting. Our coach just appointed them. And so Jenna got appointed captain. And so it was you and 
one other girl or wasn't it adam but i thought there was another girl too i don't know but it was it made it hard for me because people didn't dislike me but they didn't like how he went about it and then the fact that he did that but like i said i think that's something you and brian should dive into but that is funny again because but anyway so coach pulls her and the guy out to the center of the basketball court to recognize the swim team and introduces Jenna to our entire high school as the swim team mom. So. Wow. And that has impacted my life <laughs> very yeah, much so. Yeah, I just. PTSD. I do. I am. This is actually really. This is really therapeutic right now because I didn't know I was still dealing with that but i was so our so that means so if my grade was 600 people that and was everyone there like freshmen through seniors or juniors seniors whatever but each grade has 600 kids at this pep plus, rally 600 plus so that's a lot of people who didn't firstly didn't care about swimming at all but i knew i was like a moderately well-known person in school and then to have that thrown attached to my name less than enjoyable <laughs> less, than, less enjoyable, than enjoyable i would say so that ha- i really don't i'm gonna say that's january i don't sure. remember when that happened so then um the entire time the entire season like not trying to be mean to you Jenna was always in the first heats of everything. Like, she was there. Like, she was obviously trying her hardest, whatever, but she never, like, in the short time she swam, never really got too good. Right. And never. Wait. I I even swam the IM. Did you swim every race? What? Like, I'm just asking. Like, throughout your career, did you swim every race? Like,. At Every once, race? At least once. No, like I never swam like just breast for sure. No. Okay. I was just curious. I no. couldn't remember. But I, towards the end of the season, the IM was kind of what I was, was what I was So what was on. your second event? Because you, you had two. Two free was your main one. And then what else? The IM. Was that not a thing? No, it was. was but it? those are back to back. I don't oh, think Coach would no. have had you do back-to-back. I think he, like, let Did me. He, like, stroke? humored me. No, he humored me and, like, maybe let me do the 100 or something. Because you're so sad, too. I just didn't know what he put you in. 50, 100, 100 back? Yeah, he would, he would just he would just do whatever. toss it around. It did not matter at all. And then he... I got an honorable mention to go... To stay as an all headed. deep, deep, deep alternative. <laughs> so, um, that year was the last year that Oklahoma did state cuts. Um, my junior season, they switched to like a regional qualifying thing. You had to place top eight or whatever. But so my my sophomore year, Jenna's senior year was the last year they did um, cuts. And Jenna did not have a cut, but our women's relays all had all had the cuts and stuff. And 
you had to have four people for the relay and two alternates. And at the time, uh, our women's team didn't have six girls who were individual qualifiers. So Jenna got taken to state as the second alternate for those three relays. And so if two two people had to get hurt before you swam. Right. Or disqualified from the meet completely. But you got to come to state. Yeah. So also shout out to Kelsey. Kelsey and I spent some time in the handicap lane just chilling. But I think she was like, was she first alternate or did she, did she swim a relay? I think... I thought you two were both. I know, because I'm pretty sure we lived those, like, glory days was, oh, my gosh. You also need to talk to Brian because my senior year, Jared, was the year of the Harlem Shake. I know. I was going to bring that up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Also, you're going to have to cut right here to you got to toss in the beginning beats of the Harlem Shake and bring back memories for all of your listeners. Okay, ready? Here's the first couple seconds of the Harlem Shake. So, as... Hopefully you guys remember 2015, no, 2013, 2015 is when I graduated. 2013 was the year of the Harlem Shake. So Whereas like everyone and their dog started doing the videos. Everyone. And there was a post on some social media that was organized by some swimmers from a different high school to do a 6A state meet Harlem Shake. So everybody who was at state, after the second day of state, we were all going to meet in, outside the pool and do a Harlem Shake. And some of the people on my team, our team, took it very serious, bringing crazy outfits and stuff to wear <laughs> and all this. And... You took it pretty serious, too, didn't you? Bringing oh, yeah. your massive teddy bear. Yeah, I brought the one of those, like, five-foot-tall, huge teddy bear with me. But you also got to have Brian weigh in on that because he took it very serious. So, oh, yeah. But that's, that's kind of... Wow, that brings... That brings... My swim season, my swim season ended with me only looking forward to the Harlem Shake <laughs> was me at state and hope praying that no one got hurt because if I had to swim, everyone was screwed. It, yeah, the entire time um, I was swimming and it was like the first day um, we because state that year was like a pool 30 minutes from our 
uh, our town. So we didn't have to stay in a hotel or anything. And we would just bus there. And I remember waking up the first day and like my dad, Jen and I are all there. And the first thing that comes out of Jenna's mouth when we're at home was, I really hope nobody gets hurt because she didn't want to swim. And then multiple times throughout the meet, she told me, I hope nobody gets hurt because she didn't want to swim. And then the last day it turned into a thank God nobody got hurt and I didn't have to swim. That is 100% accurate. But I will say that going to big meets like that and not having to swim is still fun. Yeah. Because like my... Oh, it's even better. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, like my sophomore year of college, um, our conference meet, I didn't swim anything on the last day because I doubled up on a different day. Well, it was our mid-season taper meet. So I didn't have to swim anything the last day. And it's the last day, so I don't have to get in and warm up and stay loose for another race. So it's the last day. So I literally didn't have to put on a suit at all. And so... It's the best thing. Best, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just get to be there and enjoy all the fun with none of the stress, none of the physical exertion. Exactly. And you got to cap it off with a Harlem shake. Kelsey and I were taking underwater photos. See, that was the difference is we had to warm up. Oh, I remember that. We had to warm up, but we literally hid. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, you had to be ready in case. Yeah, so we had to warm up, but we just, oh, man. And that's also fun because that was 2013, so the underwater technology was not, like, it wasn't like how it is now where everyone and their dog has a GoPro. It was like... You had to really rig stuff up, but we... That was like the year of the life-proof case. Right. And that so like, we had like the cheap version of a life-proof case, so we were like down there. It was, it was those little bags yeah. that you put your phone in and it has the clips that it like clips shut oh, yeah. to be watertight. And our mom thought that was the greatest Christmas gift she could have ever... And it was, honestly, because... That is how I spent my last moments in the pool as a high school swimmer. I mean, I I used that thing, too, at my job as a lifeguard. It was a good present. I will give Cindy her credit where credit is due. It was a good present. Of course. I also... So just to kind of round out... Round out the episode, um, Kelsey was... Kelsey and I spent a lot of time together in the handicap lane, etc. And I, she also made me a little bit faster. That is a really <laughs> relative term to call to say that I got faster. But she did. So shout out to Kelsey. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Adam for driving us and letting me sleep to all those swim practices throughout summer. Shout out to you for humoring me throughout summer practice with the six-year-olds. Shout out to dad for letting me quit swimming as a six-year-old. Just kidding. <laughs> but not really. Um, not going to give a shout out, but by saying this, I basically am. To the people who filmed the Harlem Shake, because it never came out. Yeah. Um, I'm not too upset because I wasn't in it, because I was in the last race. Let's let- And I had to warm down because I had a second meet coming up in less than a week. Right. So I had to warm down after state, had to sadly miss the Harlem Shake. But 
They filmed it and never came out. Brian probably is still outraged to this day, so I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I was trying to find a picture from it of Jen and I, because that year I shaved ram horns into my hair, into the side of my head. So it's a picture of the two of us, and she has like a teddy bear with her that she had brought to state. And um, it's a good picture. If we can find it, I will include it in the Instagram post that I will be making to promote this episode. I'll intentionally not find it. Just kidding. I I only have a few pictures from our swimming time together. This one. Oh, wow. I literally think that's the it. Really can't wait for you guys to see these. I can include this one. Perfect. Not really. Perfect. No, I have one of us as children in swimsuits, I think. Oh, the one <laughs> the one with me, the bowl cut, laying in like model's yes, pose and yes. you're sitting behind me. Exactly. That's a good one. That's a classic. That's a classic that we'll include. Man. Oh, was this this is what you're one of them that is one of them we are we are finding some of these the gems relics, the relics but that's literally the only swimming okay yeah we're gonna end it now that we're just talking to each other going through photos <laughs> um jenna would you like to plug any of your social media or anything uh yeah that you can plug of course at um, state champ swimmer two K thirteen Jenna. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So my stuff nowadays has zero things. Yes, to do with swimming. Um, so this is the most swimming related thing she's done since <laughs> her graduation, probably. Oh no no no! So in college, I swam for workouts, probably. No, I swam a handful of times. Also, when I got out here, um, also shout out because we are in Denver, Colorado. Basically, this is an Currently. off-site. This is an off-site. Yeah, I didn't mention podcast. That. So Jared, social kick. The social kick podcast is Traveling. going. Going. We're on tour. We're on tour. He's been on the road. Um, been on the road. We're out in Denver, Colorado. We're doing off-site stuff. So social kick podcast is really making moves. So. At Janamdi is how we pronounce it. At Jenna MDY. Um, you'll see a lot of Colorado esque stuff on there. Yeah. So yeah. from Denver, Social Geek Podcast spreading. Is that it? You just want to plug your Instagram? That's you don't have Twitter anymore. Correct. No, that's. I don't have Twitter anymore either. Insta's, nothing else you're a part of? Insta's the move. Insta's the move. You have nothing else to promote. At Jenna. MDY. It is all Colorado and fitness related. So Which, that is your niche. Correct. Follower. We so just to recap, we got. I've, I'm adding again to your episode list. We're also <laughs> gonna do an episode of swimming being a beneficial cross training tool. So this will this will be good for a lot of people. We're gonna record that episode immediately after this one and release it in two years. <laughs> two, at least two months, because that's apparently that's the, the, pace. the pace we're going at. 
No, but Jared, thanks for coming all the way to Denver to have me on this episode. This has been I had to. You're the best history you're the best swimmer in the history of our family. So Wow. Wow. There it is. Heard it here first, folks. (laughs) I suck at swimming. So did our dad. So did anyone else in our family that ever swam. I left the entire legacy. Jenna got an award named after her at our high school. The yeah. Jenna Dyke Award, not right. the Jared Dyke Award. Right, not to be confused. Yeah, with the lesser award, <laughs> the Jenna Dyke Award, still passed down to this day. <laughs> so, that's it, just Jenna MD. At Jenna MD Okay, well, if you want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at jared dyke on instagram j-e-r-o-d-d-y-k-e no spaces no underscores no periods nothing um the best way to support our podcast is by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to it whether it is spotify apple podcasts stitcher anchor google podcasts We're everywhere. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Give a five-star review. Give a five-star. And if you really have money burning a hole in your pocket... And need to support the future generation of swimming... There, you can go to anchor.fm slash socialkick. There's a button you can press. It says support this podcast. And you can choose to do anywhere from a dollar to a $10 a month donation to our podcast that goes directly to me, helps me make more content, take more trips to foreign lands to interview huge influencers in the swimming community. Who knows where I'll go next? Who Maybe knows? I'll go to California, Michigan, we can't really, Florida. We can't fully express the... Um, Your $1 a month is all right. it'll take. To get me there. That's it. One dollar. If everybody who listens to this donates a dollar, I will get a whole $24. So please go out and support this podcast. The magnitude of your giving. We really can't emphasize it enough. Really can't. Really can't. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. Again, follow us on our social media. Follow Social Kick on Instagram. That is Social Kick Podcast on Instagram. S O C I A L K I C K P O D C A S T. For those who do not know how to spell Social Kick Podcast, uh, that's our only social media. Just Instagram right now. Don't know if we'll ever get anything else. I don't like it's Twitter, so it's all you need. Again, Social Kick Podcast on Instagram, Janamd on Instagram, Jared Dyke on Instagram, uh, anchor.fm slash socialkick, five-star reviews. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Again, follow the Social Kick Podcast on Instagram at socialkickpodcast. You can email us at socialkickpodcast at gmail.com. I wanted to give another thanks to Jenna for being on the podcast 
today. And for those of you who want to, you can go follow her. She plugged her social medias there at the end. I'm not going to give them again, but I will put them in the show notes down below, along with Patrick's social medias from earlier, along with my social medias, along with the show's social medias, the website. Again, if you want to support us, you can go to anchor.fm. There's a donate button, or if you don't want to do that, we understand, and you can just leave a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast. And thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.